Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Greg Oops Peterson coming at you from lovely Circa. Great to be here. Great to have a college football Saturday for those of us out here in the Pacific time zone. The rest of you guys, it is now Sunday, so we've got a football Sunday. And starting in the next hour once, we got every time zone involved with this. If you're in Hawaii, I'm sorry. But with that said, with every time zone in the continental 48 states, we're going to be going we're going to be going NFL heavy. We're going to be hitting on a couple of these college football games that are going on right now. Do a little bit of a dust up here as Arizona winds up missing a field goal. So Oregon is up by a count of 41 to 19. You've got 208 remaining. If you want to playing anywhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 31 points with Oregon, you're probably not looking like you're in such good shape, but this is a number that throughout the week was more around the 28, 27-ish range. So if you want to take in this early, you still have some hope for Oregon being able to pull it out. Fortunately for you, typically in college football, they typically run the ball rather than take knees. So you got a little bit of hope there, but certainly a case in which you do need a very late and a little bit of a miraculous touchdown to be able to get there on that. We've seen a couple other games wind up going final as well. This one is going to be going final in a few minutes. Oregon State currently leading USC by a count of 42 to 27. This is a spot in which USC was laying double digits right around 10 to 10 and a half was the closing line on this one. Total of 63 and a half to 64 has already gone over. So it's just a case of can Oregon State be able to hold on and be able to get this outright win. It has certainly been a tumultuous time for USC football to say the least. And it is not getting any brighter for them. It's a case in which South Florida was able to get the cover, but no win against BYU. BYU gets a 35 to 27 home win. South Florida was a game opponent in this one, and total of 54 to 54 and a half winds up going over as this was an eight-point game that BYU winds up winning by. You wind up having 299 passing yards for BYU, so they were able to do a solid job through the air trio of touchdowns. So had a case in which the dog winds up covering there as well. I mentioned it, the big trend that we're seeing with college football right now. Home underdogs just continuing to stay hot. They're hitting at a clip of about 61% for the year. They went 10-7 and seven on this college football Saturday, so they were certainly able to do a good job. And you know what? The best sport for underdogs when it comes to team sports, because UFC actually is a very good underdog sport as well, but when it comes to team sports, the one in which the underdog wins outright the most, that would be MLB baseball. Let's hit a little bit on that, because we wound up seeing some great games out there on the diamond, as a lot of you guys know. I wind up doing a lot of written work when it comes to the New York Post and the Los Angeles Times. 
I take a look at all the LA teams, the Angels and the Dodgers on a day in and day out basis for the LA Times. And when it comes to the New York Post, I just pick one game that I like the most and I wind up just going with that. Typically when it comes to the New York Post, by the way, the trickiest part is actually finding a game in which you wind up having a set pitching matchup because you always do these overnight. And as we know with baseball, one of the biggest trials and tribulations with it to say the least is just trying to find an actual set pitching matchup overnight so that way they can run it for the paper. That could be a little bit of a pain, but it is part of the thing that actually blends baseball with its value is if you know that there's going to be a pitching matchup, going action, being able to try to identify some of these bullpens, the, the ones that are tired, the guys that are actually going to be going, listening to these managerial post-game press conferences really does pay dividends when it comes to Major League Baseball. What else has been paying dividends is something that we're going to be hitting at at 15. I say that very intentionally for a team that has been winning a couple games recently. So don't worry. We're not going to be bearing the lead of Major League Baseball. We're just going to be hitting that in a few minutes. But when it comes to these postseason races, a team that has all of a sudden been able to claw their way back into the race, they wound up taking a bad loss on Saturday. As that would be the Seattle Mariners. Not only did they wind up losing to the LA Angels, they wound up getting destroyed by an LA Angels team that they have been averaging 3.3 runs per game in the month of September. That is by far the fewest in the big leagues. And I think it'll surprise a lot of people when I say this. The team that has scored the fewest runs in Major League Baseball ever since the All-Star break is the Texas Rangers. That I don't think a lot of people are too surprised by. The second lowest in the American League, the LA Angels. Shohei Otani ever since really July 28th has been hitting in the neighborhood of about the Mendoza line of 200. His home run power has certainly slowed down a little bit, but he wound up having a pair of triples in this one. And Tyler Anderson, who wound up getting acquired at the deadline by the Seattle Mariners, he had given up three runs or fewer in nine out of his first 10 starts. He gave up nine runs and got six outs. That is not a good ratio right there. If you wind up getting fewer outs and you have earned runs, that is going to climb your ERA in all likelihood. And if it doesn't, well, you're just doing a bad job as a starting pitcher. But certainly a big, giant calamity here as for the Seattle Mariners going into this game, they have been 14-3. and in their last 17 road games, they had that big four-game sweep over the Oakland A's over the weekend. They were able to take game one of this series, but certainly that is going to hurt them if you've got a future ticket on the Seattle Mariners to be able to make the postseason, just any sort of a future ticket on them in general. That is not helping because you've currently got the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox who are doing battle out there in the great city of Boston, and it was the New York Yankees that wound up getting the big hit late that wound up helping out their causes. Now it is the Yankees and the Red Sox that are tied for pretty much at number one wildcard spot as you wound up having the Yankees get a 5-3 to three win over the Red Sox as the big hit in this one. John Carlos saying that he got a four-run homer, a.k.a. a grand slam in the eighth inning to be able to push his team to victory. The big trepidation that I wound up having with the Boston Red Sox in this one and the reason why I wound up making my New York Post pick for this one the Yankees, not just because I want to show love to the great people of New York, but with that said, what I was really taking a look at was the fact that Nick Pavetta at home this year, he had a 569 ERA. He was giving up right around two home runs per nine innings. It had not been going well for him at Fenway. He winds up doing his part, but how about this? The Yankees are currently in search of the playoffs because of this stat right here. John Carlos San, in the last 30 games that he's played in, 13 home runs. John Carlos San was really struggling at the beginning of the year. He has not just been able to find it. He looks like the John Carlos San that wound up being one of the best players in baseball when he was at Miami. So he has been absolutely instrumental for this New York Yankees team. And the Yankees, when it comes to their bullpen, their ERA ranks in the top five when it comes to bullpen ERAs over the last three days. So they certainly were able to do a good job on that front as well. And for the Boston Red Sox, the big reason why they haven't been able to salt away one of these wildcard spots yet is that their bullpen in the month of August certainly was scuffling. Now, ever since they wound up getting back the guys like Perkazu Saramura along with Matt Barnes, all these guys that were on the COVID-19 restricted list, they have been able to do a little bit better, but certainly a case in which the Boston Red Sox could not wind up getting a lot generated. And the Yankees have been pretty darn solid in Nestor Cortez's starts, despite the fact that Nestor Cortez for the 10th straight start wound up giving up at least one home run in this time span. He has given up more than three runs just once. I find that to be absolutely baffling that you give up a home run in 10 straight starts and in all those starts, all but one of them, you wind up 
having three runs or fewer surrendered, but that's exactly what has happened here. If you have one big issue with the Yankees at this point, it's what we wound up seeing in the ninth inning. And these are the sorts of things that you want to be taking note of when you're taking a look at these baseball teams. Aroldis Chapman winds up giving up a home run in the ninth inning. If you take a look at Aroldis Chapman, he just has not been the same guy so far this year. Ever since June 13th, he has got an ERA that is hovering right around a six-ish. And it has just been one of these cases in which he doesn't look like the same dominant guy that we wound up seeing in past years. So that is something that you do want to see. But if you're looking for a little bit more of a sign of brightness, Luis Severino, this is one of those things in which you wind up having the Star Wars guy say, that's a name I haven't heard in a very, very long time. He had two scoreless innings in this one. This was his second relief appearance of the year. He wanted making one in the team series against the Texas Rangers a few days ago. It seems like he's sort of going to be playing in that super reliever, sort of what we wound up seeing Patrick Corbin with, with the Washington Nationals in 2019 role in the postseason. And I think that that's going to be an intriguing wrinkle for this New York Yankees team. If you're taking a look at baseball futures right now, typically they wind up getting pulled off the board while games are in progress. Fortunately for us, games are all done. So you've got team features back up at DraftKings. A lot of these other books will probably be posting these early in the AM. But when it comes to all these futures, I just still recall the Yankees being a team that was hovering right around a little bit north of 10 to 1 with regards to their odds to win the World Series coming into the day. They're currently sitting here at 15 to 1 right now. The Boston Red Sox are at 18 to 1. I do think that there is going to be a lot of value when it comes to the American League on the team that is actually the short shot in the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays just continue to roll. They wind up being able to pull off another win. And the team that is generating the second most runs per game out there in all of baseball, that'd be the Tampa Bay Rays. And they actually have been doing this despite the fact that they average right around 4.95 runs per game at home. They average 5.7 on the road. This is a Rays team that we all talk about the fact that they do a great job with their bullpen. They do a great job with their pitching. But what you probably don't know about the Rays is that they don't just have one guy that's got 30 home runs. They don't just have two. They've got three. They picked up Nelson Cruz at the trade deadline. You've also got Brandon Lau and Mike Zanino who have been able to slug out over 30 home runs. And that's not even to talk about their guy with over 100 RBI in Austin Meadows who has been able to do a terrific job with this team as well. I take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 750 to be able to win the World Series. I still do think that there's some value. I think that it's going to be either a Tampa Bay Rays versus San Francisco Giants or a Tampa Bay Rays versus Milwaukee Brewers World Series personally because you've got a team in the Houston Astros that they just they seem to have all the parts. I don't know what it is, but they can't necessarily pull out close games. They did a good job of being able to revamp their bullpen at the trade deadline. They wound up picking up Kendall Graveman, who wound up coming into the game on Saturday against the Oakland A's. And for him, he was able to do a solid job of being able to hold down the fourth, but the Oakland A's were able to get a 2-1 to one win. This was an A's bunch that they looked completely lost in the wilderness a couple of days ago. They wound up having that four-game sweep at the hands of the Seattle Mariners in which they got swept. And in this one, they were able to do just enough with Sean Manea, a guy that had really been scuffling, giving the team seven innings, giving up one run. The Oakland A's playoff hopes are very, very bleak, but they stayed allied with this one, despite the fact that Framber Valdez gave up just one run over the course of six and two-thirds innings for the Houston Astros. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier. At 15, we've got to bring up another 15 that is going on in the MLB. I think many of you ta- know what I'm talking about, but we've got a big win streak going down, and that is going to be coming up on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, the Greg Peterson Experience. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. You're back in the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSN, the sports betting network. It is myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got a whole lot of fun going down for you. Big thanks to everyone behind the scenes. Nick is doing a great job. I know that Jason Kahn is doing a great job. Wyatt Tomchek, all you guys doing absolutely amazing work behind the scenes, helping me out tonight and. Helping me out is taking the St. Louis Cardinals. I told you we had to bring up a 15 at 15, and that's exactly what you got. The St. Louis Cardinals won once again on Saturday. I have been saying this, and it just feels like it's so true with the St. Louis Cardinals team. This is the prototypical villain that you wind up finding on a slasher film that it feels like you've killed them six times. It feels like you have buried them. You've left them for dead every single time. And now, all of a sudden, that slasher villain has magically come back to life. And not only have they come back to life, but they now have a weapon five times worse than what they started with. And as you are sprinting away from said slasher villain, they are gaining ground on you as you are sprinting with them merely walking. That is the St. Louis Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolutely insane what we are seeing with this team. And they're just getting it from absolutely everywhere. I was questioning the fact that Kwon Young Kim wound up getting pushed from the starting rotation to the bullpen. He comes out of the bullpen and he winds up getting the win today. You wind up having Paul Goldschmidt do absolutely amazing things the last few weeks for this team. He and Tyler O'Neill. And Tyler O'Neill, by the way, if you're looking at one of the most bulk guys out there in all of baseball, it's absolutely insane the way that that guy's build is. But I mean, those two guys, north of 30 home runs, they have really been able to find it for this team. Nolan Arenado has been doing a great job. He's got north of 30 bombs for this bunch. Now, it does help that you're playing against a Chicago Cubs team that ever since they wound up having their fire sale, well, they have not been good. That's putting it very politely. Ever since they wound up having a combined no-hitter on June 24th against the LA Dodgers, they've got a bottom five record in all of baseball. It's been absolutely insane to see their demise. But what else is insane? John Lester has been giving this team some good starts now. If you're looking at total runs, he wound up giving up four in this one. When it comes to earned runs, it was three. So that means that over his last seven starts, he has given up three earned runs or fewer in six of them. It has been just really ridiculous to watch it with the St. Louis Cardinals because we saw them at the trade deadline. You thought, oh, are the St. Louis Cardinals going to be sellers? Are they going to pick up anything of worth whatsoever? What they wound up picking up was Jay Happ. Well, I always call Jay hapless because while well, he was with the Minnesota Twins in his last 16 starts, he had a north of an 80 RA. Now, it's not like he's been absolutely magnificent here for the St. Louis Cardinals, but he certainly has been better than that. They wanted picking up John Lester as well, who I think that pretty much everyone and their brother thought was done. I thought that probably John Lester's family was like, yeah, this is probably it for you. And all of a sudden, John Lester is blending really, really good starts for the team. You've got Jake Woodford, who's going to be on the bump on Sunday against the Chicago Cubs. And by the way, if you're taking a look at that Cubs versus St. Louis Cardinals game for Sunday and you're not seeing a total, this is very customary of what winds up happening with regularly field games. Typically, a lot of books 
They're going to be posting up a total towards the back half of the day just because bookmakers want to gauge the win situation. You've got a lot going on there. When it comes to DraftKings, I know that they don't have one up on the board. Really, the only place I'm seeing one is Circa, and you're seeing that at 10.5. So take a little bit of caution there. Wind is going to be blowing out on Sunday if you're looking to bet this Woodford versus Keegan Thompson matchup. But with the St. Louis Cardinals, I just think that it's a team in which you don't want to be blindly betting them. You've always got to be gauging your numbers. You always have to try to find out if there's value or not because even if you wind up having this big win streak with the St. Louis Cardinals, you wind up being on the wrong end of a bunch of big favorites, favorite prices that you're laying with them. You can all of a sudden just wind up taking all of your profits and pretty much flushing them down the toilet. So you want to be taking a little bit of caution there, but certainly this is a team that you've got to be adjusting them with their power rankings. And whenever a team does get on a win streak, I do tend to shade them up a little bit with regards to the win streak. It's nothing big. It's not like you want to have taken the St. Louis Cardinals where in one spot they would typically be like a minus 150 favorite. It's like, oh, the St. Louis Cardinals are now minus 225 or anything like that. But at the same time, it's certainly bigger than pushing them from like minus 150 to a minus 155. It's something that you probably wind up shading them up seven, eight cents. That's typical. I would do it when I do my handicapping of baseball when it comes to long win streaks like this. But it does make things really interesting out there in the National League because I do still feel like the two teams that are going to be fighting for it when it's all said and done in the National League. I've got the San Francisco Giants and the Milwaukee Brewers. I know that a lot of people are very bullish on the LA Dodgers still, and certainly with the Dodgers, you've got a very fearsome lineup. They wind up losing to the Arizona Diamondbacks on Saturday, but if you took a look at the starting lineup for the LA Dodgers, the only guy that wound up starting out the game with less than a 245 batting average, that'd be pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Now, this one did not wind up going the way of the Dodgers. They wind up running into Zach Gallen, who has been a little bit underachieving this year. He's just been surrounded by absolute nothingness out there in Arizona. He's legitimately a good pitcher and probably shouldn't have been a $2 underdog in this spot if it weren't for the fact that he's backed up by a bullpen that you just cannot rely upon. But when it comes to the Dodgers, you do have your questions with Clayton Kershaw. If you want to hear a very insane set with the loss that he wound up taking on Saturday, Clayton Kershaw... When it comes to the last 16 starts, the Dodgers are 5-11 and 11 in his last 16 in Arizona. That is something that you just wouldn't think about now, obviously. Here's the Diamondbacks a few years ago looked a little bit different than they do right now. It's Ketel Marte being able to get his 13th home run season with, along with Carson Kelly. That's the most home runs of any players on their roster because they wanted to trade away Eduardo Escobar to the Milwaukee Brewers at the trade deadline, which that's just really, really sad that you've got your leader and homers at 13 here in the latter part of September, but that's the state of affairs for the years and the Diamondbacks. But getting back to the San Francisco Giants, this is a bunch that they've been able to do a great job out of the bullpen all year long. And as a matter of fact, they are number one when it comes to bullpen ERA. I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that the LA Dodgers are actually number two when it comes to bullpen ERA. You take a look at some of the guys that have been coming out of the bullpen of the Dodgers with sub three, five ERAs. Guys like Phil Bickford, Justin Brule, Alex Vesia. It hasn't necessarily been a who's who of guys that have been able to come through and have been able to get the job done. You do have Corey Knable now off the injured list and Blake Tryon. I feel like he's one of the more underrated relievers out there in the big leagues. But when it comes to the San Francisco Giants, the reason why they have been so good is that they've done a great job with their starting rotation. Even though you've wound up seeing Kevin Gosman, who's going to be going on the bump for Sunday, wind up progressing a little bit. This is a team that they've done a good job of just knowing their role. And what I think has really been a key for this team, just the managerial expertise of Gabe Kapler, the way that he's been able to do a great job of platooning these guys. You've got the San Francisco Giants. When it comes to games on the road, leading all of baseball when it comes to home runs, he just knows how to plug in guys that are able to come in off the bench and are able to supply a bomb for you. We've seen guys like, I know he's a little bit banged up right now, but Darren Ruff, someone like an Austin Slater, Mikey Stromsky, these guys have really been able to excel these last two years. It has been absolutely incredible to watch these guys be able to thrive in these roles. And I do think that when it comes to Milwaukee Brewers as well, the reason why they provide value in the postseason is just because pitching seems to always dominate when it comes to October baseball. And you've got a guy in Freddie Peralta who I need to see a little bit more from this start on Sunday, I think is going to be very key. And on the other side, my New York post pick is going to be involving this New York Mets versus Milwaukee Brewers game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday. So you want to be tuning in on the other side for that. But 
You also take a look at this Brewers team, and even if you don't wind up having Freddie Peralta healthy, what you notice is that Eric Lauer has given up three runs or fewer in pretty much 11 out of his last 12 starts. He's been able to form himself into a guy that really, it feels like he should be warranting some starts in the postseason. If nothing else, he should be a guy that is contributing to the Brewers in some form or fashion. He has been that good. Adrian, don't call me Dookie Hauser. A few weeks ago for the Milwaukee Brewers, he wound up having the first complete game for the team since, I'm not even kidding here, Kyle Loesch in 2014. If you remember the Kyle Loesch era with the Milwaukee Brewers, you are either A, someone that is from the state of Wisconsin, or B, you really know your baseball. But that was the last guy that wound up throwing a complete game for the Milwaukee Brewers before Hauser wound up doing it. Ironically enough, against the St. Louis Cardinals, who have gotten as hot as lava over here in the last few weeks. But I do think that they're going to be presenting some value out there in the National League. And I mentioned it on the other side with regards to the American League, the fact that I do like the Tampa Bay Rays because you do have a team that, when it comes to runs per game on the road, they lead all of baseball. And we just know that Kevin Cash is going to push the right buttons. I know that a lot of people second-guess him for pulling Blake Stell out of the World Series last year. Maybe he knew what he was doing with the way that Blake Stell has been pitching this year. So there is that aspect of it, but you just take a look at these arms. They're able to come out of the bullpen for the Tampa Bay Rays. You want to be noting the name Nick Anderson. You may recall him coming out of the bullpen for the Tampa Bay Rays last season. He had been pretty much out the entire season for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's out come back in the fold. That is going to be a big cog for the team. And in that William Thomas trade, in which the Milwaukee Brewers wound up picking up really their heart and soul piece on offense because without William Thomas in the fold, the Brewers were averaging right around one run per game fewer than when he's been in the fold. They wound up picking up a key piece for their bullpen in J.P. Fireisen. He's been a little bit banged up. He's come back and he's looked good. And also an under-the-radar starter in Drew Rasmussen that has given up two runs or fewer in every one of his starts ever since the beginning of the month of August as well. So you've got a Brewers team that knows what they're doing analytically, a Tampa Bay Rays team that does as well. So I think that these teams are going to be coming to the forefront. And what we need to come to the forefront with some opportunities of making guys some money on the ball diamond on Sunday. I've got a big one in the Brewers versus the New York Mets game that I'm going to share with you. And so much more right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets, emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus full access to vcin.com data and analysis. You get everything vcin has to offer for only $22 a month. So sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe as you are back here in the Greg Peterson experience. It is myself, Greg Oops Peterson, taking you up until 1 a.m. Pacific time. You're looking Eastern time. That is 4 a.m. So we're going to be getting you involved with a lot of NFL in the final hour. So we're going to be doing that here right now, though. We've got a pair of games that we need to brush up as the final games from the college football Saturday have just one final. Oregon State was able to complete the upset of USC by a count of 45 to 27. If you wound up taking this game over, you wound up getting there. This is a total that wound closing anywhere between 63 and 64, actually open up closer to right around 60 and a half, 61. And you wound up taking the money line with Oregon State. It closed north of 320 pretty much everywhere. It was actually a little bit bigger throughout the week. So you're able to get a nice cash there. And boy, USC, it's just not going well for them. Clay Helton winds being relieved of his duties a few weeks ago after he should have probably been relieved of his duties. And heck, I, I don't think he should have been hired to begin with at USC. And well, that was a saga that finally wound up coming to a close. Fortunately, he was not fired on a tarmac, but it was about as close to it as it gets. So you've got that going on. And then Oregon was able to get the win, but no cover against Arizona by a count of 41 to 19. This was a game in which Oregon wound up having the ball within the last few minutes, but they were unable to punch it in. They wound up just taking a couple of handoffs and called it a day there as they wound up closing as right around a 30-point favorite. 41 to 19 with the total being right around 59 to 60. So unless if you wound up taking the rogue 60 that was out there at South Point, you were able to get the over on that one. So that polishes things up for a college football Saturday that wound up seeing right around 59 to 60% of games wind up going under and home underdogs just continue. 
continuing to kill it out there in college football. 10-7 and seven on Saturday for the year, hitting at a clip of right around 61-62%. to 62%. And as we know, the sport that typically kills it the best when it comes to underdogs, that would be Major League Baseball. I think that many of you guys know I wind up writing for the New York Post, and every single day throughout the baseball season, I've been giving out one pick that I really like when it comes to the baseball betting board. The biggest the biggest issue I typically have with this, by the way, just to let you in behind the curtain is, as you know, when it comes to baseball and when it comes to just papers in general, you always have to fire these in the night before. So when it comes to baseball, you've got a lot of pitching, rotation changes, and everything like that. So sometimes half the battle is just finding a game in which you've got a set pitching matchup. But fortunately, this one held the form as we go to 905-906 on the betting board with the Milwaukee Brewers playing also the New York Mets. You don't have a lot of books that have wound up putting a lineup, but here at Circa, they fortunately do have a line for us as you've got the Mets as right around a plus 165 underdog. Carlos Carrasco is going to be getting the start for them. And one of Freddy Peralta is getting the start for the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers find themselves as a minus 182 favorite. If you're looking at the run line, you're going to be finding the Brewers right around a plus 110. We aren't concerned about the side. We're looking at the total in this one. You've got a total of eight with the under actually having a little bit of juice on it at a minus 115, minus 105 on the over here at Circa. And when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers, this is a bunch that they have been scuffling a little bit on offense, but I'm a little bit more bullish on the offense in this game because they now have Willie Adamas back in the fold. You tell that the Brewers have been very cautious because they pretty much have the NL Central in the bag. So they've been dealing with a couple of injuries to guys like Avi Sale Garcia. Willie Adamas has certainly been a big one. I know that Ruddy Tellez is currently out the fold for the team as well, so that's been a little bit of an issue for them. Even Eduardo Escobar is someone that they've had out of the fold for a little bit, but with a lot of these guys now being back and in the fold, that should be able to help them out a little bit offensively. And then you just take a look at Carlos Carrasco. This is someone that's got fewer than 15 innings logged on the road so far this year. And on the road, opponents are in at 278 off of him. When it comes to home runs per nine rate, he's giving up 1.5. He's been able to pitch 44 innings and change so far this year, 524 ERA. And you're noticing that the New York Mets and Milwaukee Brewers bullpens are both regressing. Over the last three days, both of these teams rank in the bottom 12 when it comes to ERA. And the Milwaukee Brewers, very concerningly, have a 475 ERA over the last 30 days with regards to their bullpen ERA. Jake Cousins has seen a little bit of regression. Now, you do have Devin Williams and Josh Hader, but keep in mind that Josh Hader wound up getting used up Saturday evening in their win over the New York Mets by kind of 2-1, to one, so they had to look to him. With the Mets, they did wind up being able to use up only a few relievers because Rich Hill was able to give them five strong, but certainly a case in which you do have a Mets team that I think is going to be able to come out with the bats a little bit more in this one. Even though the Mets lineup certainly has been great, you've been able to get J.D. Martinez in the fold a little bit more. Brandon Nimmo is someone that has been banged up all year. He is right around 300. Jonathan VR ever since beginning of the month of August, a 340 on base, and then you've got the pair of guys with 30-plus home runs, Javi Baez, Pete Alonso. I think that one of these guys winds up taking Freddy Peralta deep because what we've noticed with Freddy Peralta is that ever since he wound up landing on the injured list a few weeks ago, he hasn't necessarily been the same guy. You take a look at his last 16 starts prior to going on the injured list to now, and it certainly has been a little bit of a different situation for him as Freddy Peralta in his previous 16 starts prior to going on the injured list Six home runs surrendered over the course of 89 and a third innings with opponents hitting, and I'm not even kidding when I say this, a buck 45 off of him. Yeah, that's really stinking dominant. In his four starts ever since then, he has allowed at least three runs in three of them. Prior to that, in his previous 16 starts, he had allowed three runs or fewer in pretty much all but two of them. So that is something that you do want to take a look at. And then when you got these bullpens, really scuffling the way that they do. I wound up saying this as a little bit more of a nine total. So the fact that I wound up seeing openers on eight, maybe pounce on this total over. That's what I wound up giving out for the New York Post. You're going to be able to find a little bit more information in there, but I certainly do think that that's going to be an intriguing spot. Another intriguing spot, and this one involves home and road splits. The Cincinnati Reds, yes, we are on the Cincinnati. In the words of Bill Belichick, they're going to be playing also the Washington Nationals. Josh Rogers has actually been really good for the Washington Nationals. You've got a guy in Tyler Molyu. I can't believe the fact that you've got these home and road splits with them. With Tyler Molly on the road, he's got a sub-2 ERA. He has been absolutely lights out and dealing whenever he's been on the road. At home, his ERA is north of 6. He's giving up more than 2 home runs per 9 innings at home. On the road, fewer than a half a home run per 9 innings. I mean, it's comically bad. Now, we all know that Great American Ballpark is obviously a little bit more hitter-friendly 
that's something that is a known fact, but at the same time, to have those sorts of splits, especially in a ballpark that you bitch in like 15, 16, sometimes even more times per year, is just absolutely befuddling. But with Josh Rogers, I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression here when it comes to him. He has a 2.16 ERA. He has been absolutely incredible. In four starts, he has given up three runs or fewer in every one of them. In his last three starts, and combined three runs surrendered. So he's been able to do a good job there. But you take a look at what he had done prior to the 2021 season, and it was not necessarily great. He had two years with the Baltimore Orioles, and, well, when you're pitching for the Baltimore Orioles, you're probably wishing that you could get away to absolutely anywhere else, and you're going to pitch as great as humanly possible to be able to get out of Baltimore, but at an 879 ERA in 2019 and 2018, it was an 849. And you take a look at his minor league numbers and even his numbers at the majors. He's not necessarily much of a swing and miss guy. His strikeouts per nine rate is hovering right around a seven. And you do have a Washington Nationals team that ever since the trade deadline, they've been able to maintain with regards to their offense because you've got Juan Soto, who's got nearly a 470 on base. By the way, if you're looking at odds to win the MVP, Juan Soto is right now the number three shot at a lot of books. Last I saw him last night, he was right around a plus 450. So he's actually been someone that has been considered there. That's going to be a very interesting race when it's all said and done. But you take a look at this Washington Nationals team. They're generating runs. They don't necessarily have a lot of pitching now. The good news is Wander Swero, who I always call Wander I Swero, this guy sucks because he's got like a 6 ERA out of the bullpen. He's on the injured list, and it's very bad to say it, but there are times when relievers are so bad that when they're on the injured list like Wander Swero is, I actually upgrade their bullpen because they can't possibly go to Wander Swero in this spot. But you take a look at this Washington Nationals team in general. They have been able to get quite a bit of offense out of these two guys. Kibar Ruiz, who is one of the big players that wound up coming over in the Max Scherzer trade from the LA Dodgers. He's been hitting right around 300 ever since getting opportunities. Lane Thomas has been able to do a solid job as well. He was a part of those trade deadline moves. I believe that he was part of the John Lester deal. And for the Cincinnati Reds, they were able to win last night in walk-off fashion as Nick Cassianos was able to get a home run. He's got north of 30 of them so far this year. You do want to note that with the Reds, they have been without a pair of guys that have done some great things with the team in Taylor Naquin and Jesse Winker. But you've got Mr. Necker, you've got Nick Cassianos. You've also got someone that I really like when it comes to power, and Eugenio Suarez. Now, he's only been able to hit right around a buck 80 for the year, but he's been able to do a good job of being able to supply the boom. And Jonathan India as well, north of 20 home runs at the leadoff spot. That has been very special for the team. So when it comes to this one, you're finding this total at a lot of places right in the neighbor of a 9.5. I want to taking this one over personally. You actually want to seeing a couple straight nines out there a little bit earlier. Those have all dried up. It is now 9.5 across the board, but I'm certainly going to be taking a look at that. And we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at Major League Baseball in my best bets in the final hour. So you do want to be on the lookout for that. But as I wound up doing on this show yesterday, I wound up sort of throwing it out there, knowing what sort of features you guys are looking at. We're going to do some deductive features, tell you guys where some of the value is slash is not with your favorite teams on the futures board. That is on the other side, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Before making your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature allows you to have insights as to where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com as we are back here on the Greg Peterson experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson. I still have not said another name other than Greg Peterson slash Greg Hoops Peterson. So we are doing well there when that winds up not being the case. Well, we know that something has certainly gone horribly wrong with the show, but something that is horribly right with this show is I always want to be able to get a little bit interactive with you guys. I know that there are many of you guys listening from all across the country, sometimes outside the United States. I know that many of you guys work very many hard jobs. There are a lot of you guys that you work brave nine to five jobs. Some of you guys are out there working graveyard shifts as well. And some of you guys, hey, you might be listening in your car. You might be getting back in an Uber, a Lyft, what have you. Some of you guys might be an Uber slash Lyft driver. And to you, I salute you because you help get people home very safely. And that is something that is very much needed in this day and age, which you can never have enough safe rides. So that is a very good thing. And I always want to try to give it back, try to know where you guys are, who you guys are rooting for, what you guys are sort of looking for with regards to that. So I've sort of come up with something called deductive futures. I want throwing it out there on social media. I wanted to hear what some of your favorite teams are. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get to every one of these. I have screenshot this thread though. So the ones I don't wind up getting to in this show, I will be saving for future shows. So if you don't wind up hearing your name thrown out there, do not worry. I've got you on the list, but I want to just be able to take a look at these and try to lend a little bit of insight as to where the money may slash may not be because there are some situations where if you're like a person that you've got one favorite team and that's the Washington Nationals, there might not be a lot of World Series future value on the Washington Nationals this year. I hate to break it to you, but well, that is the case. But we're going to be trying to t search for as much value as possible. You guys know that my nickname Hoops is because I do love college basketball. I know that a lot of you guys wound up throwing out their college basketball ones. We go to Dylan Heider. He wound up throwing out their Duke men's basketball. Coach Pete Finn on Twitter, at Coach Pete Finn. He wound up throwing out the, the Detroit Tigers. I'll answer that for you right now. They are not winning the World Series this year, but if you do want something nice, game-by-game -game basis, Detroit has actually been able to lend you a lot of money with that regard. I don't think that they're necessarily going to be a contender for the AL Central slash a World Series in 2022, but 2023 and beyond, actually looking solid there. I know you also wound up throwing out there the Michigan State Spartans. We wound up having Michigan men's basketball thrown out there by Gizmo55 as well. Alabama basketball by Dak at D-E-K-E-E-N 87 on Twitter. And my best advice to you guys that are trying to take a look at some of these college basketball futures, also Scott Baker, I'll give you a little bit of a plug here because I know that you like Washington football and basketball. Best advice if you're taking a look at some of these college basketball futures, and I know a lot of you guys, other than really the gentlemen that wound up throwing out there Washington basketball, you're looking at a lot of these teams that are towards the top 15 or so when it comes to college basketball futures board, and I would say that there's no harm in waiting at least a month at this point, and I would say the sport in which you don't want to be firing in on futures quite right away when it comes to the short shots. Now, if you've got an underdog that you like, like 
say you're interested in a St. Bonaventure at a team that you're going to find out a lot of books somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 to 1. Maybe you're liking NC State at north of 100 to 1, a school like this. Then you wind up firing right away if you think that they're going to have a hot start in the non-conference portion of the slate and you're not going to be able to get that value back. But if you're looking at some of these college basketball futures with these short shots, for one, at the very minimum, you want to be holding off right now because if you wind up betting it today versus if you wind up betting it on October 29th, flat out the price is just not going to change. There's really nothing that can happen in the second month that makes you be like, ooh, Michigan basketball. It went from what it is right now at DraftKings 11-1 to to 8-1. to There's just nothing that is going to have that happen unless if Juwan Howard has all of a sudden made a clone for himself he is eligible to play college basketball. And if that's happening, we've got bigger issues on our hands than trying to get a little bit more value on futures. So you've got a whole lot of that. But what you're able to gather when it comes to this portion of the season, when it comes to college basketball, is just gauging how some of these guys are winding up looking. And the teams that you really want to hold off on the most are these teams. Like I know that one of you guys wound up throwing out there, Duke, Mr. Hyder. You should probably be waiting a little bit more to hear how Paulo Banchero and so many of these freshmen wind up looking when it comes to just the off-season practices, the off-season workouts. And then when you have a little bit more of a grasp of these freshmen, then you wind up either deciding, you know what, I'm going to wait a couple games. I think that Duke is going to get off to a little bit of a slow start. Or if you think that Duke is going to come out a house of fire, they're going to absolutely tear it up in the non-conference slate, and you're not going to be able to find the price that we're seeing on Duke again, which right now Duke is 15-1. to 1. They are the number four shot at DraftKings. You probably just want to be able to just get that insight right now, how you wind up feeling about them going into the year. That dictates how you wind up betting these. And even if you wind up holding out for quite a while, what college basketball allows you to do that you really don't have in other sports, you do have it in a few, but not necessarily to the extent of college basketball, is what you wind up calling a rollover, a money line parlay, something like this, where you wind up just, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, when it comes to the conference tournament, what have you, if you're looking to take their odds when it comes to conference tournament, obviously, instead of the NCAA tournament, when it comes to odds of being able to win the NCAA tournament, is that in that first round game, if you think that, for instance, Duke is going to be able to win the NCAA tournament, you just wind up putting your standard one unit that you'd put on a futures play on the money line right there, and you just keep rolling it over and rolling it over until you wind up stopping. And really, I think that that's a better way of doing it with parlays itself, because when it comes to parlays, if you wind up having two games in a completely different time zone, or just in a completely different time span in general, because if you just take a look at the betting board for Sunday when it comes to the NFL, and by the way, got a lot of NFL that's going to be coming up. So some of you guys that want to throwing out their teams with regards to NFL, I'll try to hit those in the final hour. But if you wind up liking something in the Eagles versus Cowboys game, and you wind up liking something in, say, Giants versus 49ers, rather than doing a two-team parlay with one of your bets being in Packers versus 49ers, and the other being Eagles versus Cowboys, it's better to just wind up putting one unit on whatever you like in that Packers versus 49ers game. If that winds up winning, you wind up just rolling it over in that Eagles versus Cowboys game because there really isn't much of a benefit to, unless if you think that you're going to have a drastic change in the number because right now we're seeing a lot of spots, Dallas laying three and a half points. Unless you think that Dallas is going to get way hiked up there's no benefit in doing the parlay because you actually get a little bit of a better payout if you wind up just betting the first time in the Packers versus 49ers game, and then you wind up going to that Eagles versus Cowboys game, and let's say that you would like the 49ers, and then you would like the Cowboys, and the Cowboys wind up going from like three and a half down to three, which I don't think that that's going to be the case, but if it were to hypothetically, you've all of a sudden got yourself actually better value by holding off and the payout is going to be greater because typically when it comes to parlays, you're only able to get right around 2.8 to one on your money when it comes to a two-team parlay and it goes up and up from there when it comes to three teams, four teams, what have you, but you actually get a better payout if you just wind up rolling it over rather than doing an actual parlay itself. So that's something that I do advise to all betters. It's always a good option and it can sometimes help you from winding up making a really, really big parlay because you could then also wind up cashing out with your winnings as well. If you were looking to do a four-team parlay and you've got a spot in which you've got games in a bunch of different just time areas as well. So that's something that you do want to take a look at. But getting back to just taking a look at some of these futures as well. I know that some of you guys wound up throwing out there some hockey teams. I know that Spencer Root is a fan of the New Jersey Devils. 
unfortunately i just don't have much for you either way i'm someone that i really get into hockey when it's in season when it comes to the off season i just don't necessarily have much of a grasp for you so rather than tell you anything and rather than deter you from anything i'll just give you an absolute nothing burger on that i know that american father at the land 330 you like the vegas golden knights I do as well. With that said, I don't necessarily have much, but I know that you've also got the Cleveland Browns, and I think that they're going to be an intriguing team moving forward. When it comes to the Cleveland Browns, I do think that this is a squad that they're really starting to find their own with Baker Mayfield and company. I would want to see how Odell Beckham winds up looking this Sunday because it does sound like he's going to be relatively full go. I'm certainly going to be hitting on that Browns game in the final hour of this show, but you take a look at the Cleveland Browns, and I do think that they've got a little bit of sneaky value when it comes to being able to win the AFC North and when it comes to being able to perhaps make the Super Bowl, I'd be a little bit tepid on them. I just still think that you got to take the Ric Flair mentality when it comes to the AFC and that in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to get the win when they wound up facing off against the Cleveland Browns earlier in the season. But I do think that this is a Browns team that they are ready to win right now. Miles Garrett on that defense is just absolutely nasty. you got Nick Chubb, who in my opinion is one of the best running backs in all of football. So with Cleveland Browns, I do think that there's going to be a little bit of value for you moving forward. I would just want to see how Odell Beckham winds up looking in this matchup. And that is certainly one of them that I'm going to be hitting in the final hour. When we come back, it is officially going to be midnight out here on the Pacific Time Zone, which means all of you guys are going to have Sunday. So it is going to be NFL heavy in the final hour here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIP, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.